Hello, everybody, and welcome to the CrossGen Podcast. How are you guys doing today? I am your host, Walt, and I am joined here by my two kids. Guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? This is Ajaeus Maximus. Uh, Eli with the cold. With the cold. Why is that? Uh, yeah, I wonder why. Why is that, Eli? Well, it's interesting that you said that you have a cold, yeah. which I'm not going to equate it to. But what are we going to talk about today? I think you you kind of had a a very awkward segue into it. Yeah. So. Uh, COVID. COVID, yeah. unfortunately. COVID, COVID. We're sitting here on November 15th as we record this podcast. And, of course, we're watching the TV news and, you know. Um... It doesn't paint a really good picture, right, guys? Mm-hmm. No, because see, um, not that the U.S. is the only one feeling this, but imagine you're a country that has 50 states. Now, imagine on the news that it says 49 out of those 50 states are coronavirus hotspots. Does that paint a, a very not bleak picture? I don't know. I don't know. It is kind of depressing when you look at it. I mean, if you go through the numbers, um, I'm going to start with globally. And globally, there are 54 million cases that have been confirmed of coronavirus. Um, Thankfully, 34 million of those people have recovered. But we're talking about 1,300,000 deaths globally, worldwide. And if we dig a little deeper, us being in New York and living in the United States, um, it seems a little grimmer here because, you know, we we don't make up a big chunk of the population of the earth, right? But yet it does seem like we are struggling the most to contain it because as of this recording, the confirmed cases are 10,900,000. We've had 245 deaths, you know, people that have been lost, unfortunately, to this virus. And the case count today is 165,000 positive cases, and it's rising. And like AJ said, um, instead of us, you know, putting our hands around it and really tackling this as a nation, um, the grim reality is that 49 states out of the 50 states that make up the United States, um, they are considered hotspots, which is not good because I guess this is the thing that Dr. Fauci was talking about, right? Yeah. He said, you know, in his eyes, it would be good that we were going into the fall season when people tend tend to go inside, tend to congregate because of the holidays. And he was looking at a positivity rate of 10,000 or less and 165,000 cases a day is nowhere near that. I mean, that's, I I can't even, I mean, I, I can't even put it in words you know i mean 
there is literally not one state in the United States where the COVID positivity rate rate is falling. In every state, it's rising. Well, I, I take that back. There are, there are three states, um, as I look at this map, that are flat. Okay. But, I mean, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm flabbergasted at this. And, you know, it, it saddens me because um, there's a lot, of, a lot of people suffering. And, you know, it's, it's not even just the positivity rate. It's the hospitalizations that go up. And generally, you know, when that happens, then the unfortunate thing is that the, the death rate kind of lags two weeks afterwards. Um, but w- w- what do you guys think about that? Well, I think that we could be doing better, honestly. And a lot of it comes from. I don't know. It's like ever since like this stuff began, there's always been this resistance to just like wear a mask. Right. And that it's kind of weird because like in the past, you know, if there is like, like a disease or something, you know, you, tend to do everything to prevent yourself from getting that disease. But now in this day and age, you try to do that and all of a sudden it becomes this whole other thing. And I don't know, just this is nuts. It's not a health statement anymore. It's and I know you guys don't want to broach this, but it's a political statement. Yeah. They've they've taken this virus and they've made it political unfortunately. And it's not only here. It it's happened in other places and stuff. But you know, it, it's really unfortunate because what do they say? The three things, the base things that you can do to protect yourself is stay at a distance. Wear a mask. And wash your hands. Those are very, very simple things that we can all do to protect everybody and you know the, you hear you know the calls and the cries by a certain group of people that state that masks are against their freedom that it's anti-american that it's anti-patriotic and my argument to that has always been what's more patriotic than trying to make sure that your fellow american is safe right Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that seems like it's a very, very simple thing to do. All you have to do is when you go out and you know that you can't social distance, put on a mask. Oftentimes, that may be a five-minute interaction. Maybe if you go into a store, it's a little bit more, you know. But it's just that simple. When you're walking around and you're socially distanced, you can take the mask off, Right? You don't have to keep it on 24-7. The The point is to have the mask on when you can't socially distance. Yeah. And to me, that seems to be a very, very simple thing to do. But for some, for a segment of the population in the United States, but it does happen in other places, um, there's this resistance to doing that. And 
for the life of me, I can't tell why. So, what are you thinking? I I think that yes, it is the I yes, it is society's fault for all of this. But I think um well, I know one main reason why this is going the way it is is because of the government. We have you know what? I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna be honest. We have a president in the who, United States in the United States who just downplays the the virus no matter what you think he will he does downplay the virus and that's a fact he right he doesn't was wear masks. there was those tapes right yeah he do, he Woodward doesn't wear tapes. masks mm-hmm. so he's basically setting an example for just our pop uh, our society and it's making he's 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 that's that's really all there is to it. He's setting an example of not wearing a mask and not doing the right things, and he's practically leading people to 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 their deaths. He is. It is unfortunate. And you have Fox News, who I guess sort of support him and that's 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 the that's the problem we have too many people supporting trump that push him up to this to this i guess stand where he can make a he could basically set his example and it it's just it's just stupid it's honestly just stupid well you you know what they say what the president says matters right yeah and so you know the messaging has always been well, what is the messaging? Because I, I honestly, I really don't know. Because yeah, that's, the the thing is, his own government, the CDC, says you should be wearing masks, right? And uh, to their credit, a lot of the politicians also say that, right? But then you know, you see, it, it, it's almost like a, a case of do what I say, but not as I do. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, they say, oh, well, it's important to wear a mask. But then you see all these events that happen and nobody's wearing masks. Nobody's social distancing. And we had the thing at the Rose Garden, right, where you had all those people that weren't socially distancing, weren't wearing a mask. Right. And they all got COVID, you know, and thankfully nobody, nobody died. Right. But again, that they have the best health care in the, at least the country, but maybe in the entire world. They can afford to do that. There's a lot of people that don't have health care or don't have really good health care. Definitely don't have you know access to all these experimental drugs like the president took when he got sick, you know. And so, the what is the messaging? Because one thing they're saying, but then they do something totally different. And then, I hate to say it, but the president, he actually makes fun of people who wear masks, right? He even did it to some to one of the, the Fox reporters when she came up to speak to him at a rally. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Lauren, Laura Ingram, you know who she is, right? Yeah. He was at a rally, and she came up to speak for him, and she was wearing a mask, 
a mask and he went up to her and said oh what is this you're wearing a mask oh i guess you're trying to be politically correct or something like that uh, again i i it, it makes no sense so you know his own administration is saying you should wear a mask but his messaging is totally different it's yeah. really hard to explain because he has this it's so complicated what he does it's it doesn't make any sense there's no logic or reason to why he does these things but yet he still does them and then it's like it's it's just so confusing and hard to explain because he just why do it's just hard to explain yeah Yeah. i can't i can't i can't really give reason i'm trying to give reason to what he's doing here there's no reason for what he does so let me ask you this question then when it was announced that he got covid right and and i hate to say it but no real shock there right so um what did you think about that and what did you think was going to happen when he recovered at least what was your hope well again it was very unfortunate but i thought or at least hope that he would start to come to his senses and stop trying to downplay it the way he has but it does he really doesn't seem to have even after getting it taking it taken it seriously like you still have what we okay so we have the vaccine coming out in a few days but well or not in a few days but you know it's, it's coming in the soon. Yeah, yeah it's coming soon it's in, it's in the works thankfully yeah but he, he, that that's like uh, you know you expect more from the highest office in the country but Lately, it just it doesn't, at least to me, it doesn't feel like that's an expectation that's been lived up to. Because what's this that you heard the other day? How many Secret Service agents finally, they, they came out, like, I don't know, a, a very good deal of them Dozens. actually have it. Dozens, you know. And, and these are people that are tasked to protect the president. And, you know... I, I, I hate to I hate to go back to this, but it, it was just such a stark image of when he left Walter Reed, right? And and jumped out of the, the helicopter and walked up those steps. And what did he do? He took off the mask. Yeah, he had his uh, he had like uh And he was still he was still contagious at the time. Yeah. And he took off the mask and walked into the White House. And so I mean, you know, Knowing that you're still contagious and willingly taking off that mask and putting every single person at risk. I mean, there was there was that comedy bit, right? That I, I think I showed you, didn't I? The one with Dave Chappelle Chappelle? Uh, well, he did which... a Saturday Saturday Night Live opening. Okay. And he mentioned that. And I'm, and you know, I'm gonna make light of it because I'm trying to make light of the situation. <laughs> but he says, you know, there's there's that point where he walks into Walter Reed, he leaves Walter Reed, he gets to the White House, goes up the steps, takes off the mask, walks into the White House, and kills four people. <laughs> and, 
And I mean, he's not wrong. Right? Because that was about as irresponsible a thing to do as 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 all heck. Yeah. But then what does he do after that? He jumps in the car, still contagious, and drives around the White House because he can't help himself from his adoring fans. I mean, I, I just, you know, it, it, it feels like instead of COVID humbling him after he got it, it feels like it emboldened him to be even worse because then he said, well, don't let, don't let COVID run your life. It's not that bad. Yeah, but it's not it's, that bad. it's it's really is that bad. It's like, uh, <laughs> it, it's it really is a shame, and it's a shame because you know what? I think if we had done the right things, um, you know what? Yeah, we probably would have had a resurgence eventually because until we have a vaccine you know it's always going to be a threat right but maybe maybe it wouldn't have been as bad you know now they're talking about lockdowns again you know and and it's unfortunate because you know what it didn't have to be this way right yeah um e what 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 do you think about well how let me put it to you this way how has covid impacted your life thankfully thankfully not really yeah, thankfully we we haven't we've been very very diligent, you know, and and trying we've stayed home as much as possible, you know. You guys are doing remote learning. Um, only me and mom really are the ones that go out, you know, when we when we do like food shopping and errands and things like that, and we still go out every once in a while, right? But we we've we've kind of you know hunkered down and and tried to socially distanced from our family unfortunately and our family is doing great also they're doing the same things and so thankfully we haven't had anybody in our family get sick and i hope that continues until we get a vaccine you know but in terms of like your day-to-day stuff how has covid really impacted how you guys are working well it's generally simple school is well school is like it's it's gotten a lot it's gotten awkward at some points because it's really just like i feel like a lot of kids take advantage of the fact that we have remote school so some kids won't participate and you know what i know i'm one of them i take advantage of that like cartman yeah literally like cartman (laughs) the south park episode yes Like uh, I don't know if you guys saw this yet. I really hope you do, but you did. But um, so South Park came out with a pandemic special, and what they would the like I think it's the opening to it. Cartman's like he it, his alarm goes off and he's like oh, it's time to start skiing, and then he goes over and it's like a song, right? Doesn't yeah, he do like a musical. <laughs> he piece? does like a short musical piece, and it's like, all right, I'm logged into class. Hey, guys. I, I, I do it. Cartman, I can't. I do it. And then he puts up like a, a picture of him frozen uh, to the screen, <laughs> and he's just going off doing whatever for the rest of the time. It's so funny. Oh yeah. man, 
that it, that was good. That was good. But it, that that kind of, you know, it, it they did it in a funny way, but it's kind of true, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot of how many times have you complained about internet and, you know, I can't yeah. connect and all this other stuff, even though we have a pretty pretty good internet connection, right? Yeah. But, but there's four people trying to hit the internet at the same time, right? Yeah, so things get really crazy now that we have like COVID and stuff. I don't know about work. So work for me in the COVID era. So I I'm a I'm a manager and I work in a hospital. And so, you know, it's the hospital went into shutdown mode pretty pretty quickly in March and um being in New York, it was it was really difficult because, you know, a, a lot of things happened. We got overwhelmed to the point that we basically had to shut down the entire hospital and make the entire hospital a COVID hospital. So places where like pediatrics or, you know, cancer patients or heart patients, I mean, if they were there, you know, you, we had to take care of them, obviously, right? Because yeah. that's what a hospital does. But for all those open beds that weren't, you know, occupied by an, an active patient, those were all COVID beds. Even, even, even departments that had nothing to do with taking care of patients, we opened up two entire wings to facilitate how many sick people were coming in. Wow. You know, and so, and un unfortunately, we did lose a lot of employees to um, the virus as well, you know, and these were employees that were there and they had PPE and, you know, it, it, they sacrificed themselves to take care of others, you know, and they're heroes. There's no other way to put it. They're heroes, right? So now in New York, um, we did the extreme and we locked down for a while and you know we we basically got it under control you know and we did the hard thing you know and a lot of people suffered and stuff but we did the hard thing for a reason and for the most part it worked out because for the longest time new york was um one of the lowest in the United States in terms of positivity. We were under 1% for a long, long time. A long, long time. Um, but now with the weather changing, now it's it's starting to go up. I think the last time I checked, we are at 2.57%. So 3% is where it triggers um, all schools going remote. We haven't gotten there yet. you know. And there's a lot of pushback against that. But... Um, anyway, in terms of work, so, you know, I'm used to going into the office and doing my stuff and stuff. And then, you know, when the pandemic hit, we all went remote. And so it's funny because I feel like I'm working more hours doing remote than if I were going into the office. Because going into the office, I usually got out like around 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. But right there are times I'm on the computer until like eight, nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And then when we we were at the midst of it, we, you know, I was working until three or four o'clock in the morning. You know, so um, it does seem like remote work is is a, 
is more intensive just because yeah. of the fact that you're home and you're available all the time. But that's the that's the other thing. I find that to be absolutely stupid because it's like I feel like people take advantage of that. And yes, we might be home, but that doesn't mean we still have work to do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of people take advantage of that. And then I know I have a lot of homework sometimes. And it, it kept piling to the point where, like, I was overwhelmed. And I I feel like just because we're at home, yeah, we don't, we, we shouldn't have too much work, too intensive work. You can give us work, but not too much. Okay. That goes for schools and uh, work. So you're in middle school. I'm in middle school. So AJ is finishing up college. He is, and, and everybody give a big shout out because he is in his last semester and he's going to be graduating well very soon. Actually, I might have to do, I might have to go to winter session because of a really small and stupid technicality with my minor. Oh, but okay. I have to take one more class. It's okay. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But how does that affect college work now? Because we've already done my regular work. We've done middle school work. College work is a different animal. So here's the thing. For the most part, it feels like I've gotten more, but at the same time, less. It, it really depends on the class and who's running it. Like, there's this one class... Um, (laughs) so this is one class I'm there. It's a three, it's like a three hour class normally. Three hour tour. Yeah. And so we have a two hour session or close to two hours. He tries to keep it in one hour, but realistically, sometimes it goes to like an hour and a half, sometimes two. But then we also have, because the way, the way it's set up is you have synchronous lectures, which is when everyone meets, it's on the live call, and you have asynchronous lectures, which are like recorded things that you view on your own time. Mm-hmm. So the synchronous is what I was talking about, one to one an hour, one and a half. Then you have the asynchronous material, which... So hold on a second. I just, before you continue, I want to jump back onto the synchronous part right yeah because you say it's usually an hour hour and a half it can go up to, to two right? yeah what happens if we have a class right after that class how, how like like if you were you were in school right yeah you would schedule your your semester your curriculum yeah based on how you how you do it you i mean this is something you and i go over constantly trying to figure out how we can balance your schedule right yeah but so if you were in person Mm -hmm. class ends yeah you would go to your next class that's true so how does that change now that remote and your class is supposed to be an hour but now he's extending it to half an hour two hours what happens if you have a class right after that well the here's here's the thing in person, that class is supposed to be three hours. Oh, okay, okay. So then yeah. that that ends the conversation right there. Yeah, no, nothing is being like... He, I thought it was like an no. hour class, and now he's extending it by like another hour. And it's like, what the heck? How no. are you going to do that? Okay. So 
in the beginning of the semester, he said, we're going to generally have our synchronous lectures at an hour, and then you have to consume this other stuff on your own time. So what's been happening is, yes, it's generally at an hour, but sometimes, or most of the time, it's yeah. the hour 30, sometimes two hours. But then here's where it gets a little... Huh. Dicey. Yeah. The asynchronous lectures are probably two hours worth of material on a good day. So sometimes it feels like I'm really doing four hours. And Again, back to the whole thing where it feels like you're doing more yeah. when you're remote. But then there's the polar opposite where we're, su the, the, uh, we're supposed to have the synchronous lectures, but we just don't have them at all. Hmm. Okay. So, because there's this one class I've been taking, we've had all of two sessions. And after that, nothing. Zip. But that, uh, that, that has more to do with, uh, as I understand, he has some things going on on his end. So I'm not really going to like fault him for that. But yeah, there's but you're definitely. Paying, you're paying for the class, though. Yes, that's true, but you know, circumstances. Okay. Well, still, you're you're yeah. still paying for the class. You're still paying to learn, and you're not really learning if. Yes, I I understand that, and there has been frustration there. Practically but... wasting your money. Just saying. I'm just saying. You should have a talk with the registrar. But I'm just saying. Anyway, okay, so. But I yeah. guess, in a nutshell, it's it's COVID it's sucks. half and half with you, but because sometimes cool. you have more and sometimes you have less, or in the case of that class, you have nothing. Yeah, well, it's not even they're they're also the classes that are pretty much perfectly balanced too. Okay, so the, I guess the it only... depends on the teacher then, right? Ye How yeah. well he's managing the class. Yes, I mean the only other thing that I guess is kind of. <laughs> perplexing is that i don't know um well actually no this is actually a pro i'm not a very i'm not the most outgoing person so when it comes to like the the digital atmosphere i actually feel like i'm able to contribute more because I don't have those anxieties weighing me down. Yeah. Like, normally what I can do in these classes, I can just turn my mic off, turn my video off. Mm -hmm. I have that option. And so what I normally do is I just use the chat to interact. And so that actually works out better for me because I feel less anxious to participate because me, I'm, I'm kind of the perfectionist. I feel like, okay, I have to know the answer so that I don't look stupid when I go up. and. <laughs> okay. So there is a positive to it. Yeah. There is okay. a positive to it, definitely. Yeah. So, Eli, let's let's go to art class. Oh, okay. Because art class, we do we when the pandemic hit, art class was we go to Long Island for those on Saturdays, right? Because you are a budding artist, you know, you're going to be um, submitting yeah your uh, my artwork. your artwork for high school auditions coming up pretty soon when i have no idea because covid again is impacting that right yeah. but it's a good thing we did the open houses last year yeah. right so that was a godsend and thank mom for that because she was the one that had the foresight to say you know what you're not going into high school this year but it's always good to do the open houses a year early and if we hadn't done that 
well, there's no open houses right now because of COVID. So, yeah, so. it's a good thing that we went because yeah. we got to see the high schools that you're interested in, right? We got lucky. We did. We got lucky. And like I said, mom was was really a, a, a trendsetter, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, right? Yeah. So, she, she really, really thought this through. Not even knowing what was going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. But that being said, art class, we usually had it on Saturdays, right? So you go to um, an art academy out in Long Island on Saturdays and you learn art history, you do art fundamentals, you do work on techniques and forms and functions and things about all that, right? So when the pandemic hit in March and everything shut down, uh, you were going in person and then it had to turn to remote, which wasn't the best experience per se, right? But at yeah. least, at least your art teacher had had a he didn't like doing art class over Zoom. I don't like either. Yeah. But even still. So, uh, how was that for you? It was good, and honestly, it was just really awkward. If I'm being honest, because a lot of us wanted to like mute and stuff. I know I did, because I I feel like having your microphone on unmute just really it gives me anxiety but especially uh, with everything that's going around in the house also right yeah but i i really felt i felt safer and that's probably one of my problems with going to art class eli exactly eli is the dr fauci of our household yeah i i really (laughs) don't like to take huge or small risks but um, I feel like you can't really, when you're in a small space or a space just like, how much feet is this? That's at least a good 15 feet. A good 15 feet or, or more. You can't really social distance. And that's my problem with art class. That's, I remember Mr. Antonori. Uh, yeah, that's my art teacher. He said uh, that, that. I should, he said that I should get closer to the class that, because I was way too far away, but I feel like that's, I was kind of nervous because I don't really, when you're in a pandemic, you don't really, you're not supposed to be around people. So I felt like we didn't really social distance. We obviously had our mask on, but that's, that's my problem with it. Well, you're you're talking about last week, right? Because now you're back and now you're you're back in art class yeah right and um it's in person right now the good thing is there's only besides you there's only three other kids there yeah okay and two of them they they they're they sit at the same table because they're always together right so it's just really you and and your other uh classmate right and everybody's wearing masks so even when he put the table next, it, it was still there was still like that six feet separation. Right? I know, but like when you have to when you have to go sharpen your pencil, you're gonna be passing by somebody. Mm-hmm. And I get that you're still you're wearing your mask and technically that should just be fine with it, but that should just be good. You'll you'll be good if you have your mask on. But even so I don't like to take risks like that. Okay. Well maybe you have a conversation with, with your art teacher. You know, and just 
you're well within your reason to to voice your concerns. But I think I think that's where everybody is right now. It's the anxiety of yeah. of how you deal with this, how you deal with other people, right? And I, I think that's the the biggest thing that comes out of this right now is that we really don't know, right? We're still learning a lot about this stuff as we go along. And so, you know, um, it's the anxiety that I think that's getting getting to people. Have you guys felt that? Because I, I know, Eli, you just mentioned you had anxiety, right? Because of that. Have, have you felt that in any way, AJ? Yeah, I in more ways than one, actually. You know, so... Um, you know, there are some people I like to visit every now and again, and sometimes I I get a little flack for being too cautious. So it's like, okay, but come on, you, you got to understand that this, this is serious stuff. I mean, I'm only doing this so that, you know, everyone is safe, but it's like, oh, no, it's we're all good here come on if if this person had gotten it by now then yeah there'd be cause for concern they got it by now but no we've been fine so far so what the heck and it's like ah but the point is you want to keep it that way you know Mm -hmm. it it gets a a little frustrating sometimes and i think that's the scary part of this virus right because you can have the virus and show absolutely zero symptoms until like what a week later. No, no. Some people don't show zim- symptoms at all. Oh yes, that's right. You know the asymptomatic you, thing. Yeah, you have people that are asymptomatic. So, I didn't know that. yeah, and and that's why this virus is so scary, and that's why this virus is really raging in the states because of the fact that people they haven't grasped the idea of asymptomatic being asymptomatic right because you know you hear how covid is so bad right and there's i think the the figure was 30 percent of the population could in fact be asymptomatic and that's a lot that's a lot and i think that's what's driving everything that's going on because you've got people that are walking around and saying well you know what i feel fine I don't have the virus. I'm not wearing a mask. And yet then they go and feeling perfectly fine, go into a a setting where there's a lot of other people that feel that way. But at that point, all you're doing, you may not have it, but you're spreading the virus amongst all those people. And all those people may not get it the same way. They may also be asymptomatic, but then there are the people that get this, the virus and then there's various ways of getting it you can get it mild you can get it moderate you can get it severe it's really this so this virus is really sneaky yeah right and i i think Sneak that's the level thing 100 yeah and i think that's the thing that's driving everything you know what? legendary i don't think it's sneaky i think it's just us being stupid I'm gonna be honest. It's just us being stupid. It's being it's messaging. It's it's people not wanting to hear. Uh, yeah. Certain people not giving the right message the out. The problem is that 
a lot of people, and especially the people who aren't taking it probably as seriously, they're, they're trying to find a normative state, a way to go back to the way things were. And especially if you've been cooped up all these months, you will certainly feel it. But now, especially now, is not the time to be trying to go back to that normative state. Now is where we really need to be on our guard. And that's sadly not the case with everyone. And that's contributing to this whole explosion of cases. It's it. I feel like we don't really even give we don't even really give COVID-19 a hard time. <laughs> we sort of just invited it in, yeah. if I'm being honest. We've kind of given up. Yeah, we've, we've not given up, but like more, some more of just it's like nobody cares. I, I nobody think really I think it, it. I think it's like AJ said, people are having uh, COVID fatigue. You know, they're listen, it's hard. You know, and and you hear the stories about, you know, how people are are suffering not only because of the virus, but because you know they're cooped up, and you know we're lucky that we have a very tight family, and you know we go and talk to grandma and grandpa, you know we speak to our cousins, we speak to our, our uncles and stuff, you know, um, one of one of my brother, your uncle, he's on the other podcast with us, right? Yeah. The Get Geek podcast. So we, we're still talking, but there's some people that don't have that, that don't have that, that base, you know, to help them out. You know, some people live alone. Some people are lonely and, you know, they suffer from depression. They suffer from some people are not are scared to go to the hospital when they're sick because of what's going on. You know, that's another thing. So there's a, it's a really, really crazy situation if you think about it, really, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many factors that that go into it. But I I think at the end of the day, the best way to handle all of this stuff is to get this virus under control. So then that way we can sort of go back to a semi-normal life. Isn't that like a a song like that? Semi-normal life or something like that? It's a rock song. An alt rock song. No. I don't know. Anyway, I don't but, know. But you know, the the point is, you do the hard thing so that you can do the easy thing afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. And I I don't think people have gotten their hands their head around doing the hard thing because it's hard. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's a really big thing with humanity as a whole. You have climate change. That's I don't do I need to even explain that? Well, and then, for some people you do. Okay, yeah. But some you know people what? don't Fine. believe it. Climate change. We have this weird thing where with global warming where like our earth is heating up. See, the thing about that is that nobody really wants to do anything. And in fact, people are really lazy. Well, it's not only that. It's the, the governments are trying to the do governments, something. but like it's, you have your everyday see here's one of my problems with people is that they say how much global warming is is a bad thing yet nobody does anything about it except for maybe like activists and government people the issue with that is that a lot of people they've become used to a certain way of being 
and that has made them comfortable and you know they got used to it but the thing with instituting all these climate these climate oriented changes to uh you know how we do things is that it's going to eventually upset our normal and that is and it's expensive yeah that's the that's at the basis of everything people don't want to upset their flow their normal and what climate activists have been trying to do or you know people who are doing all these uh you know drafting all these laws and these policies they're trying to find a way to well at least some of them trying to i guess kind of buffer or have that transition to okay here's the normal but now here's the new normal and that's just that's the that's the problem with anything honestly yeah, people don't want to upset their normal is, and i get it it's tough but you know yeah. you at some point you gotta change you, you can't keep your head in the sand you, well, you know new normal for climate change um in this past day we just had a new hurricane form hurricane iota that is the 30th named storm this year. That's a record. The The previous record wow. was 2005, where there was 28 storms. We've already blown past that by two. So, I mean, you know, and, and these storms, they're not simple storms. They're like big, dangerous storms. So when has life ever been normal, though? So like, yeah, but that's that's part of life. Life is not normal. Life is is crazy. So why can't know? we? Why can't we try to make a change? And I'm, you know, what, this is going far beyond COVID. But like, we'll have to stop. I'm not even just yeah. I'm just gonna drop it. Whatever. Yeah. It's it's uh it's been a crazy 2020. Um, and so. I like to joke that 2020 is the beta version of 2021, that it's it's a test for 2021. And hopefully, you know, 2021 will come and it'll be better. I hope 2020 is a beta beta of 2021. And then 2021 is the beta of 2022. 2022 is probably when we go really back to normal. You know, I don't think so. I think that with everything if going we on. get if we get the vaccine i know but with everything going on i don't think oh you're talking about more than just the covid you're yeah. talking about no i'm talking about covid too oh okay i'm talking about if people don't start changing then yeah this is probably going to go on for a, a long time but we got to get the anti-vaxxers on on point with this because they don't like taking vaccines right that's not their thing and we have to worry about people worrying about the vaccine because, again, COVID has not been a health crisis. It's a political crisis. So now, you know, everybody wonders if the vaccine is being rushed for political reasons. So now people question that on that level. Uh, 2020 has been crazy. All right. Well, uh let's wrap this up do you guys have anything else to say about this oh just only that you know again it can be tough on like interpersonal relationships and stuff like that you know just hang in there you need to wake up 
you need to wake up. It's literally all we need to do. You guys are like half asleep, bro. You gotta freaking wake up. At some point, you're gonna have to realize the world isn't as normal as you think it is. Well, let's end this on a positive note and let's say that, you know, we hope that everybody that's listening to this podcast is safe. Um, we hope that everybody that's listening to this podcast hope I hope that you don't take what we've said negatively. We're only trying to help. We're only trying to find a way to get people to be empathetic, to get people to, you know, care for other people as well, right? And, and to do the right thing so that we can get past this uh, pandemic, this virus, this once-in-a-lifetime thing, and we can get it, get through it together and get get on the other side of this thing better than we were before, right? So on that note... Um, I hope you guys enjoyed our little talk here. It was a little bit more serious than usual, but I think it was uh, important. And um, listen, if you like what you hear, I know we're a brand new podcast, but the best way you can support us is by finding us on your favorite uh, podcast app and rate, review, subscribe. Let us know how, how we're doing let us know if there's anything that you think we should be doing less or more of. And I guess that's it. So until then, guys, please be safe. And we'll see you next time.